church. Good morning. I love that response. Congratulations on making it to church on August long weekend. You're not camping. But, okay, have you been camping or are you going camping? Hands up. What? We don't, oh, we have all the non-campers in the room. <laughs> okay, wait, who is, who is going camping still? Raise your hand later on in the summer. What? Okay, well, me and three people. All right, that's all right. Good morning. We're so glad you're here this morning. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, still stunned to be in the presence of so many people who don't love camping. Guys, you got to check it out. It's a great thing. <laughs> Head shaking. No, okay, that's all right. We'll we'll work with that. The Lord still loves us all. Amen. 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 Love the response this morning. Um, at any point, if you feel like you agree, um, or something else makes you excited, please. Yeah, it's just it's encouraging. I love I love the the back and forth. <sighs> okay, so. We've been doing our Songs of the Summer series. For those of you who weren't camping, obviously, but doing other things, vacationing in ritzier <laughs> opportunities than camping, uh, we'll just do a quick recap of our, our Songs of the Summer series so far. Ooh, that was a lot of S's. Successfully made it through that. Um, we have been talking about summer playlists and how the, um, this, the Psalms really were more so like a summer playlist of old. Agreed? Kind of, sort of, maybe. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Matt shared about from, uh, from Psalm 27 about how to be brave and courageous and wait patiently. That um, was an incredible encouragement and, and thought-provoking message. Kendall, a couple of weeks ago as well, uh, shared from, from Psalm 7. And even in, in sharing in Psalm 7, she encouraged us to not overlook the tension of the text when we read in the Bible and just encourage us as to how that can form our beliefs and understanding of God and who he is, um, even in that collision of tension. We'll talk about that a little bit today, um, almost in the same way that, um, like, have, have you ever been to, let's say, a family friend's funeral? They're 96 years old. They lived an amazing life, rich in the Lord, and it's it's, it's sad, it's sad that they've passed away, but there's also such joy in knowing that they're with Jesus, and it's this colliding of emotions and tension, and, and God is always in that, amen? He is in, he is so in the tension. Um, yeah, uh, last week, Chris shared with us from Psalm 139, and reminded us that God has always been involved in our lives. He's never far away. He is always there in it to win it with us and encouraged us in um, an amazing time of prayer and just offering our circumstances and life situations to, to God. This morning, we're going to be diving into Psalm 100, and it's very exciting, but also um, Psalm 100 is very much about worship, I'm so excited to scratch the surface of what there is to talk about worship, okay? So if you're like, oh, Jamie, but there's so many different expressions or um, ways that I can express myself in worship or through the week or if I miss things, um, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to miss a lot of things. <laughs> so don't be, um, don't be sad about that, but feel free to talk with your neighbor after, talk with people over lunch about um, 
just what the Lord was speaking to you about in regards to worship. I also, um, as we talk about worship and we look at the life of David and how he was a worshiper and a man after God's own heart, um, we, we have an incredible opportunity this morning to, um, to be open to what the Holy Spirit has for us. This is my... Um, the spot that I'm in this morning is very much, let's just be so open to what the Holy Spirit has to say to us this morning. Um, and yeah, God, we just, we ask that you would increase our awareness right now in Jesus' name of what you're doing here. Would you show us what it looks like to be open um, to what, what you might have for us in regards to worship? And we just say that we are open and excited for what you have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you haven't turned already, let's turn to Psalm 100 in your Bibles, and we will read that together this morning. I'm going to read from the NLT version. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Oh, and I'm just going to interject for a second. Um, whatever posture you want to take this morning to just receive what the Lord has. Um, if you want to, I don't know if this is helpful, but I've found this helpful. Sometimes I just sit with my hands open um, as like a physical thing that says, Lord, I'm open and I'm listening and I'm here for you. And you're the reason I showed up today. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's just take that posture throughout, um, throughout the morning, for the rest of the morning. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Hmm. Let's just sit in that moment. Worship is definitely an area that I feel passionate about. Um, I can see how David, as we, as we look at his life, David was someone who worshipped in pretty well any and every given situation. Would you agree? He had enemies chasing after him, trying to kill him. He praised in the highest of high moments when he was feeling bursting. He chose to praise and worship God uh, in moments that, were hard, tragic, the, the stuff that just absolutely didn't make sense. Um, we can see over, over the course of the life of David that he was a man who chose. Um, how many of you know, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not as easy to choose to worship, right? Um, but when we do that, like, oh, I just wonder, like, what would it look like if we became a people after God's own heart? If we became worshipers that worshiped with reckless abandon in response to who God is. Um, 
I, as I was preparing for this message, I, I, um, I had a lot of stuff. Um, I would say in the first, like, maybe 80% of it. Um, but as I got sort of towards the end, I just, I realized that actually, it doesn't actually matter what we know about worship. If, if we don't know, like it says in verse 3, that acknowledge that he is God, that word acknowledge actually comes from the word to know from experience or to know properly. If we don't know from experience who God is, a response to him in worship is like, what am I responding to, right? It doesn't really, it's like, well, yeah, like I, I know, I, the things that I know, I know he died on the cross to forgive my sins, like that sounds pretty intense. I should probably be thankful for that. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes I, for myself personally, have, um, have felt like my attitude isn't, isn't what, what is described in the beginning of this psalm. Shouting for joy, worshiping the Lord with gladness, that posture almost of heart, right? That attitude, that countenance, um, that way of being as I come before God is not always shouting with exuberance. Um, even though, I, I mean, I feel like I do do that a lot. <laughs> um, but it's like, wow, what does that actually, what does that actually mean? What can that actually look like um, for that to be an attitude and posture of my heart in response to God? Really, I can actually only properly respond to who God is when I have the deepest understanding of who he is and what he's done right? Worship doesn't even matter if we can't understand and, and go there by saying, God, who are you? And I believe that God wants to reveal himself to us this morning in a little bit of a new way than he has before. So even as we talk about ways of worship and responses essentially to who he is out of expressions that we're able to offer him, um, continue to just be open to different thoughts that he might be putting in your mind um, as we continue to go through the morning together. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Matt has talked about before how it's impossible for us to think thankful thoughts and have negativity in our minds at the same time. Um, scientifically proven, it's uh, when we choose thankfulness, it's actually impossible for the two to coincide. Um, this is an area of my life that I've really, I've, I've been really intentional about, almost like just to see if it would actually work. <laughs> do you ever do that? Where it's like, all right, sure, I'll give it a shot. Um, this is true. Thankfulness, choosing thankfulness, completely can change even the way that, that we feel when we choose to be thankful. Um, yeah, sometimes it's harder, sometimes it's easier, wherever we're at on the map. What happens when we choose thankfulness, when we choose to worship, when we choose to praise God, it, it, not, only, um, it not only has a whole bunch of like side uh, benefits, like we don't, we don't choose God to feel better, right? We don't worship God to feel better about ourselves. Um, but... It also happens when we respond to who he is. Because what happens when we come into the presence of God, 
um, is we, we believe in him, we turn to him, and he makes us more and more into his glorious image. Um, let's turn to 2 Corinthians 3, if you have your Bibles, verses 16 to 18, 2 Corinthians 3. I've heard this, um, I've heard this, this bit of scripture summarized by different people um, in something that sounds like this. We become like what we behold, or we become like what we worship. Um, yeah, let's read this together. Second Corinthians three sixteen. So Paul's writing to the church in Corinth. Um, he says, "Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away." Um, he was just talking about this veil that keeps us from understanding the truth in verse 14, just a little earlier. So whenever someone turns to the Lord, this veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So what happens when we worship is not only does our perspective change, not only does our mindset change, not only are we, are we able to gain and receive and understand more of the perspective that God has, which is actually the truest version of reality we could ever live in. Sometimes if people like say, oh, we're just being super optimistic, um, I always laugh at that because I'm like, if God's not afraid of this thing, I don't wanna be afraid of that thing either because if he doesn't think it's a scary thing, and I don't think it's a scary thing, then we're on the same page, right? I wanna, be, I wanna be tracking as much as humanly possible in my humanness, we wanna track with the Lord, right? So, okay, so when we turn, it says we have to turn and believe. So we believe and turn to God, and he, in our response as we worship him, we become like him. Now, we don't become like him, like equal to God, um, which actually, if we look at verse three again, that, um, that phrase is more so, it's, it's more accurately translated as, um, it is he who made us and not we who made ourselves. So this idea that God is God, you are God and I am not, that comes out in verse three. It's he who made us, not we who made ourselves. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to probably focus on we are not equal to God very long, do we? <laughs> if you feel like you are getting up there, uh, try creating the world in seven days. Good luck. <laughs> if you come back, realize you're not God. Okay, we can't be equal to God. That's not the goal, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, but in the same way that a, a son might become like his father as he matures, as he grows in maturity, as we grow in our maturity with the Lord. Some of us in this room have been believers for years and years and years, and some of us, for some of us, that's a little more new. Wherever you're at, when we believe and turn to God, we are, we are transformed even more so into his likeness. So now not only are we, are we able to have... Um, a heavenly perspective 
on things, which, by the way, changes everything. Amen? But we're transformed into the likeness of God. Then, as we're salt and light in the earth, what does that, hap- what, what does that look like then with the radiance that we're able to be a part of his redemptive plan on earth, bringing hope and truth and light into the world? And yet, if we don't have an understanding of who God is, how do we know what we're responding to? As we express our heartfelt gratitude to who he is, um, we're going to have a time of worship again a little bit later this, this morning. Um, and we're going to have an opportunity to ask the Lord if there's a different or a new expression that he has on his heart for us to, to go to as a result of responding to his goodness. Um, there's a lot of teaching or, or sharing or things that I could say about how what we see in the Bible, different expressions of worship, um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense to really teach on any of that if we don't have as correct of a perspective as we humanly can in our humanness of who he is, right? Um, I was asking the Lord about, uh, about worship and, and a little while ago he showed me a picture of myself as I was doing some listening prayer. Um, it really didn't make sense at, at the beginning. I saw a picture of God, like I was at God's house basically, this massive spread of a feast that in the picture it was like God had just made me this feast. And I came in <clears throat> into the house kind of like dragging my feet and uh, I just kind of stood there and, and it, was like, it was like I had to be prompted to be thankful um, in that moment. And so as like an outsider watching myself, so to speak, in this picture, it's like, okay, so this, is this my heart posture as I've come before you in worship? I don't know if any of you have felt that way before, but it's almost like this, um, it's almost like this, like if your mom is like, say thanks to your dad, honey, and it's like, thanks, dad. Like one of those kind of a, like, that was the feeling of this picture. Um, and I just thought, wow, actually, for, the pers- for me in that picture, for me to just try to be thankful actually doesn't, that's not, doesn't really feel like the heart of the issue there, does it? Like, okay, I can just really try to hard, just really try hard to be thankful. Sometimes doing that can lead us into a place of authenticity. Absolutely. I've done that before as well. And I've found that the Lord has used that when I've been like, Lord, I don't have much. Here I am. Here's all of me. Don't really feel thankful at all, but here I am. And he still uses it. So thank you for the grace of God. Amen? (laughs) Um, But if I put myself in that position again, in that picture, it's like, huh, really, like what does that person need? If I'm like, if I'm in that position, I have this feast in front of me, God himself is there. I think that as someone who is coming before God the Father, I actually need, I need that perspective on who he is in order for me to be able to respond correctly. 
So as we go about corporate worship together in this room, even later this morning, I, I just want you to ask God, God, who are you? And what is, <clears throat> what is an appropriate response from me to you in wholehearted worship? What would it look like for me to worship like David did? What would it look like for me to pour myself out to you and for you and before you? Because when I do that, I leave myself behind and I choose to believe and turn, as it says in 2 Corinthians, believe and turn to God. In that, he transforms us into his likeness. What could that mean? What could that look like? Um, I think it's important to realize that worship is a muscle. It's, it's almost like a muscle where if we work out that muscle um, in the good times, it's way more of an automatic response in the hard, hard, hard times. Um, yeah, I, I can think of many times in worship where the Lord has showed up profoundly for myself um, as he does. It's like he's so glorious. He always shows up. Amen. Um, there's a time actually uh, about three years ago now, I, I was loving doing this job. Um, I was really good at it. I loved working. Like sometimes I would actually like have trouble sleeping the night before because I was so excited to go to work the next day. <laughs> which I know is like kind of a weird problem, but um, <laughs> I was just, I loved, I loved this job, um, and I loved it so much that I neglected to see some warning signs that my body was trying to tell me that I was burning out, and so I ended up burning out quite hard, and um, yeah, three years ago, uh, almost exactly actually, I was sitting in a doctor's office and my, my doctor was like, I think you have depression. And I was like, what? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I think I may have even been smiling in the doctor's office, being like, oh, I don't think that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, sure enough, I entered um, a season where my body actually stopped responding to me. I would be in my bed and I couldn't get up. Um, it, was, it was quite an intense uh, time in some ways and in other ways. It's hard to describe this collision, right? It's like I don't understand this. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why my body is having so much of a hard time trying to lift my arm and turn that door handle to get out of my room. Like my body is like, feeling like lead, and it's 4 o'clock, and I haven't gotten up yet for the day. Okay. Um, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been there. Some of you have been in worse places. Um, but for me, in that journey, in that moment, um, I remember I was in my bed, <laughs> and I, it took me almost an hour to get this arm over here and then to fling this arm over myself so that I could push play on my little boom box and worship. And for me, when I was in that space, 
I felt like my body was so weak it would not respond, and yet there's something inside of me that I was like, there's something strong and hope-filled inside of me. I can't explain it. I don't know how to talk about it. It's hard to wrap my words around. Even now I'm having difficulty. But there's something in me that actually because, I think, because I have lived um, a life of worship in, in a lot of ways up into that point and had really worked out that muscle, even in a time where my body would not physically respond to me, God still showed up as powerful, and as I chose, as I turned and chose, even in one of the hardest positions I've been in, he still, in his mercy and grace, meets us in that place and turns us and changes us into more of his glorious image. So, loss, turning to God, worshiping, um, there are some hard, hard things that probably most of us in this room have gone through, even in regards to loss. Um, many of you know our, uh, our dear friend Jeff Nickel, who passed away uh, in May, a couple months ago. Uh, he was on my worship team. I loved worshiping with him. He is an amazing, amazing man. Inspired me. I had amazing conversations with him. Um, I remember the moment that I first found out that he had passed away after, you know, so much prayer, or helping organize teams going into worship and, and all of these things. Um, I just like, sometimes it, it feels like a last resort. Sometimes it feels like the thing that we need to do to just have a sound mind and just be okay. But wherever you're at on the spectrum, I remember in that moment for me, I just, I said, hey guys, I was in a big room. There's one piano. And I was just like, would you guys mind... Um, being somewhere else, I just need to worship. Um, and I, I went there, and I've never had so many tears hit the piano keys and like splash beneath me because I was at such a loss for words. But yet, no matter what circumstance we are facing or going through, even if we are in the pit, not only is he worthy, but he always meets us in that place. When we're in heaven, we will never have the opportunity to worship him despite hardship and sin in the world and, and the, the hardest of all things we could ever go through. We actually can't offer him that same sacrifice when we're in heaven, worshiping for all of eternity. There's a unique time frame right now that we're in where no matter what we're going through, if we choose to, to believe and to turn to him in those moments, and worship him, he transforms us in such a deep and a tangible way. Hmm. Um, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. What does it look like when that tension is real? We're coming to the Lord, like even Sunday mornings, we have an opportunity to drag our feet to worship, like I have done, totally preaching to myself as well, um, and just be like, Lord, I'm here. <laughs> Sometimes, you ever feel that on a Sunday morning where you're like, Lord, I showed up, so 
Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we feel bursting on a Sunday morning. Um, what would wholehearted praise in response to who he is because of the power of the Holy Spirit transforming us into his likeness? What would wholehearted praise look like in this place on a Sunday morning? What would wholehearted praise in, in correct, proper response to God look like? What could that look like for you? What could that look like for us? Sometimes I feel like I just can't even contain myself. Other times it's the opposite of that. Um, even like, even, even dancing. Um, there's so many references to dance as a way of worship that is um, so beautiful but also extremely powerful uh, as we read in the word. There, just a story that um, has come to mind about this uh, it's so interesting. I think sometimes we limit ourselves in our worship. Um, obviously, being comfortable is like a thing. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, whatever. I don't want to look like that. I don't want to. At the end of the day, we know that doesn't matter, right? We know it doesn't matter what we look like. We know that our expression of praise and worship towards God is um, important. All the things, whatever. All the things we know, right? Um, Sometimes there's things we don't know of that are keeping us in a box when it comes to worship and our expression of wholehearted praise to God. Um, when I was three years old, I was dancing with my tambourine at church because my parents told me that I should just dance and worship Jesus like no one was watching. And so I did. I danced and praised and worshiped. And this lady, so like such a good heart, comes up to me afterwards and was like, Jamie, that was such beautiful worship. Good job for dancing. And I was like, oh, I didn't know anybody could see me. <laughs> Literally, I actually had no idea. <laughs> but what the Lord revealed to me a couple years ago is that in my heart on that day, I made a vow as a three-year-old. And I said, no one will ever see me dance. I will not be that person. I will not dance. I will not be that person. And so since then, I'm like, okay, here's a challenge for myself that I'm just proclaiming from the front. <laughs> I haven't danced here at SunWest yet, um, but what a beautiful expression of wholehearted praise to God. Hey, Like, we have, we have so many different references of clapping, raising hands, being on our knees, being on our faces. Like, all of these very appropriate responses to who God is. When we really understand and come to understand more of who he actually is, um, our, our expressions, I think they, they get to look different. So if, if you feel like you have been um, maybe not put in a box, but used to a certain maybe box of worship, um, we're going to try to even if it's just a little squeak of like a little boundary push, a little bit, we're gonna, we're gonna give you the opportunity to do that this morning. Um, <laughs> because, why? Because we should be crazy? 
I don't, I don't think that like explicitly in the word it says thou shalt be crazy, but there's like a whole bunch of other things that lend themselves to the truth of the power of choosing to step outside of our comfort zone and worship the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen? I'm like, oh, I feel like shaky, excited in my being right now. Um, because as we respond to God, it's our, it's our response to him. It's not something we have to like really try hard to, it's like, okay, God, show me who you are. Show me who you are. Let's take a moment. Let's just ask him. Show me who you are, Father. Show me who you are. God, would you show and reveal to us right now in this moment another aspect of your being? When they declare holy, 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 it's almost like another facet of your being is revealed. And all they can respond back with is holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God. Holy, holy, holy. I'm going to invite the worship team up. Just stay in this moment for a moment. Worship the Lord with gladness. That word worship. Actually, if you want to just keep your eyes closed, go for it. Um, that word worship is actually translated 227 times in the Bible for serve, um, to do labor or to do work. It's like the works of our hands. Serve the Lord with gladness as this way of worship. What could that look like in our, in our week? Just before we enter into worship again this morning and, um, and respond in an expression of praise and worship to our Heavenly Father who is worthy of it all, why don't you keep your eyes closed and let's just ask God, is there an expression of worship that you could be inviting me into? That's another step in my maturity of my love for you. Just give you another little moment on that as we just listen together to the Lord. God, would you give us revelation? Would you show us in this revealing of the truth that's already there, this revelation of your goodness, of your everlasting mercy, of your truth? As I was um, 
preparing for this message, I was at my parents' house and I had all my books all spread out on the table and my dad came downstairs and he went, oh, I have had this obstacle in my business that has taken me three weeks so far and it's not sorted out yet. It should have not taken me any longer than a week. And um, I had just read that, that um, the beginning of that psalm, make a joyful noise to the Lord, shout to the Lord. Um, it's actually translated more so than anything as shout, to raise a sound, to give a blast. And when I read that, I thought immediately of like the walls of Jericho. I just was curious. I was like, is that the same shout? So sure enough, I go look it up. That word shout is, is used as the worshipers go out. They make a shout and the walls of this impossible situation fall to the ground. So to my dad, I was like, Daddy, just shout. <laughs> um, and I like, I told him this. And so he goes, Hallelujah! And he just like goes, Hallelujah! And he starts praising the Lord and just shouts in the kitchen. Less than an hour later, he comes downstairs. Thump, 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 thump. He's like, Jerry! Jerry! You would have never guessed what just happened. Um, yeah, sure enough, this obstacle absolute, just got fixed in less than an hour. And he's like, I've been working on this three weeks. I'm like, have been going crazy. That is no coincidence. Amen? So I think as we respond, whatever it looks like, there's no pressure to look like anything or anyone. At the end of the day, it's never your job or our job to respond to people. It's to respond to the Holy Spirit, which is why we're asking these questions to God because it's, you know what I mean? The heart behind it is not, hey, you should or we should. It's like, wow, I feel this intense invitation from the Lord that we have more in the area of worship that we can step into or choose not to. What do we want to do with it? How do we want to choose and step out and risk and, and watch him and see what he does with when we believe and turn, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3, to him? And what does it look like to be transformed into his glorious image by the power of his Holy Spirit? Let's stand together. Yeah, Lord, we come before you, God. We come before you with open hands, with open hearts. Whatever our expression of worship could be, God, that would be the most accurate to who you are, we say yes to that. If you want to come to the front, Come on up if you want to be on your knees. Just keep your eyes closed in this moment. If you want to come out into the aisles, whatever response you feel the Holy Spirit leading you into this morning. Um, we just read about how where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so, God, we thank you for your freedom in this place. We thank you for the power um, of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you always show up in love and power and never one without the other. Show us what the best response that we are capable of humans giving you looks like this morning. And God, for the rest of our week, 
and for the weeks to come. We praise you for your goodness. Wherever we're at, God, we choose to turn and focus on you. Not because we deny our circumstances and are trying to use worship as a dysfunctional distraction, but actually because we're choosing to turn to you, worship you, give you the honor you deserve, and in that, you've made it so that you change our perspective and you allow us to see things for what they truly are. We love you, Jesus. We respond to you now. In Jesus' name.